Hello, everyone. Uh, welcome to the podcast, Blog Talk. I'm your host, Jameer, along with uh, Dorothy. And this is uh, Heavenly Places. I hope uh, everyone has been having a, a blast these past a couple of weeks, staying focused on the Word of God, staying focused on prayer, despite everything that we're, we're facing here in the uh, United States of America, and also in uh other countries throughout the world, you know, America, we have we have some really hard problems, but we have some countries that uh, they're, they 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 unfortunately their president has abandoned them, and they have invaded uh, Sri Lanka and Panama, and there's, there's so many countries that are going down because of all the economic hardships in America. You know, we're we're kind of not exempt, so we're having uh, problems too with the rising. Inflation. There's a lot, a lot of, a lot of bad things going on. Mm-hmm. But d- despite all those things, this uh, evening I wanted to talk about meditating on the Word of God, meditating on the Word of God. And actually, before I, I start, um, let me open up in a prayer, Father. We thank you for your goodness, grace, and mercy. We thank you for your your word, your written word, Father Lord, that you have given to us, Father, to uh, remind us of your goodness and your promises. Father, we thank you for your spoken word, Father Lord, that we can we can speak your word, Father, and also those um, those prophets, Father Lord, who speak your word, O oh God, Lord. Um, when sometimes we're not by a word or not listen to the word or not focus on the word, that your prophets, Father Lord, can speak the word to us and around us, Father Lord, and uh, can kind of regroup us or, or strengthen us and turn us toward you, Father. Um, I pray, Lord, for everyone out there listening, Father, that you would draw their their hearts, their ears, their minds toward you, Father, as we uh Focus on you and your your written words this evening, um, or whenever they may listen. We ask all these things in your Son Jesus' name. Amen. Um. So this evening, actually, I've been kind of uh, doing this study. I've done this study before, um, but I'm studying for a couple of weeks. Is uh, because of, I kind of mentioned early, earlier that, that there's just so much horrible things going on, and I'm, watch, I'm watching the news, and I I watch it, but I, I do not let it overcome me because I already knew these things were going to happen. Um, but sometimes I, I got to start thinking about some of my Pastor friends James or family. Here. Oh, he Pardon is okay. Me. Great. I think hey, I can. Yeah, yeah. Pastor James, there you are. Yes. Yes, ma'am. Oh, awesome. sounds good thing you sent me that thing. I forgot. <laughs> I thought so. <laughs> All right. So you're talking about Sorry to interrupt you, Mir. <laughs> no, no, no. It's good. It's good. I was hope. I thought he was going to probably call in. Mm-hmm. And this yep. evening we was just focused on some scriptures. Uh, uh, talking about med- meditating on uh, God's word, uh-huh. meditating on God's word, and just focused on them. Um, despite every, everything that's going on in the world, that we should always always uh, have have the words like a scripture or uh-huh. um, like a Bible verse. You know, some, something that can always bring you back. Well, not, I, I want I don't want to say back to the ground, but maybe back. Back to like having faces or back to where our father mm-hmm. wants us to be because it's, it's so easy when we're watching everything on television, you know, and things going on in our family and things going on in our bodies. Um, I hear you. It's easy I to got, meditate, meditate on those things. I've got one thing to say, and that is, as I teach at our church, the Bible always interprets itself. And if you'll start looking up the scriptures, like in Psalms, Proverbs, and Ecclesiastes, you'll find out that, like, if you read one thing, it's interpreted somewhere else. 
like in the New Testament, I'll give you a good example, Matthew, the seventh chapter, when it talks about ask, seek, and knock. And most people think that means you ask for what you want, you seek craft, what you're trying to get, and you keep knocking until you get your prayer answered. But that's not what it says. You have to go to the other uh, chapter to get the rest of the, the word, and that is uh, Luke, the 11th chapter. And it'll say the exact same thing, ask, seek, and knock. But after the end of it, it gives you the answer, and that is to receive the Holy Ghost. And that's why once you receive the Holy Ghost, the Bible says that we don't know how to pray as we ought, but he intercedes for us. That's why another thing the Bible says that uh, greater is he who's in me than he who's in the world. That means the Holy Spirit is in you, and he's the one who intercedes for you. And he puts thoughts in your mind so you'll know how to pray, but it all comes from the scriptures, especially in uh, Psalms. That's why David was called a man after God's own heart, because he spoke the Psalms. He didn't just write them. He spoke them. And everybody else that, that studies the word of God, for just like you were saying now, getting into the scriptures and stuff to hold on or what we call affirmations. And once we say the affirmation, then we have to hold on to it according to the scriptures that doing all you can to stand then stand. So in other words, God loves to hear his word, and he wants to see that you're going to hold faith that the word is going to come to pass, just like with uh, Jesus talking to uh, the, the people that were sick. He would ask them, do you believe I can do this? Your faith has made you whole. Your faith, which means I held on, I trusted what the word says. And that's who Jesus was. He was the word. So I'm through. <laughs> no, 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 no. So when you, I wanted you to, uh, when you talked about David, he just, like, he wrote the song, but you were saying also he, he spoke the song. So uh-huh. could, you, could you say, like, teach a little bit more of that part as far as, uh, as far as what it means with the, as far as meditating on the work, spoken work, because like, sometimes people just read yeah. the scriptures, but... They don't understand, like, what you're saying about speaking. Uh-huh. Well, that's what it means by meditating. It's like a, a, a cow. A cow will eat grass, and all of a sudden he'll throw it back up, and he'll eat some more of it and swallow it down, and he'll throw it back up again. Well, that's what we do, but we don't throw it back up. We speak the word. We accept the seed that goes into us, which is the word of God, because faith comes by hearing, and hearing by the word of God. And then we, as we are bringing it back to our remembrance, that's what the Holy Spirit does, bringing it back to our remembrance, then we repeat it over again. Just like if I ever lose anything, there's a scripture that says there's nothing that's hid that's hid from the Lord. And I'm telling you, 95% of the people I've ever taught that prayer has been able to find whatever they lost. And I don't mean those wow. 30, or 30 days later. And it's just like when I teach a person to pray this prayer about finances, because so many people, I need money, I need finances and stuff. No, you need the word of God so that you can speak it. And the word that we speak is Philippians 4.19, where it says, My God shall supply all of your needs according to riches and glory by Christ Jesus. You ain't got to fully understand it. I mean, it sounds like it's logical. But just repeat it three times, and then uh, for three days, say that, and watch finance come in from nowhere. It's not miracle money. It's just Philippians. Yeah, Philippians 4.19. Because the Bible says, I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. What can I do? It says all things. Well, how do I get all things? First of all, I have to have something in me. They have something to come out, like a computer. Nothing in, nothing out. Something in, something out. You touch the right button, and you get what the computer has to say. Touch the wrong button, you get the wrong answer. Same thing with prayer. 
you pray the, you pray the right question, you get the right answer. You pray the wrong question, you get what they call in the book of James, you pray amiss. And that's why I tell people, uh, if you just keep praying, you know, keep the scriptures. The scriptures is life. That's what he said, I come to give you life and life more abundantly. Well, who was Jesus? He was the word of God. So everything is in the word. The Bible interprets itself. People have to take their time to study it. And then I can tell you the the, the end result is, it's not that you're going out trying to help everybody else. You're trying to get yourself right first. That's why he said, if you'll take that tree out of your eye, then you'll be able to take that splinter out of your brother's eye. But that's what he said, do that first. And there's a lot of other things in the Bible interprets itself where it says, but seek ye first the kingdom of God. Well, what does that mean? Everybody's looking around talking about, well, I'm looking for the kingdom of God. And God already said the kingdom is within you. Well, what does that mean? That's why you have to keep learning. The Bible always interprets itself with the words, and you have to find precept upon precept, precept upon precept, line upon line, line upon line, here a little, there a little. And then after a while, the Bible makes complete sense. I don't care what anybody said. It contradicts itself. No, that means you don't know all the scriptures. <laughs> so, as I say, I'm a happy person. If the Lord lets me stay until next year, I'm good. If he takes me home tomorrow, I'm good. If I hope he doesn't take me home tomorrow, but I'm going to say the thing that happened with me. I had a, a stroke, and as they were checking me out there and took me to the hospital and x-rayed me and thought I got three blockages in my brain. And so they're getting ready to decide what they want to do to alleviate this blockage and stuff. And the Lord, you know, the first thing they want to do is give you medicine. And the Lord mm-hmm. spoke to me. He said, listen, if you will say, I will not die and live and proclaim the works of God, he said, I'll heal you. And don't worry about the medicine. That medicine will not be able to harm you. But I had to go by what the scripture says and what God was telling me. First, you got the rhema part. I mean, you got the logos part, which is the word, the physical word, and then the rhema. That means I heard the Holy Spirit speak to me. So I said, I will live and not die and proclaim the words of God. And when I said that, I went into the room and they said, well, you have a three blockages in your brain. I said, no, I'm healed. They said, you, uh, you just think you are. I said, listen, A, B, C, D, F, G, I can talk. Can't you hear? <laughs> then he said, well, 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 your face is, I said, okay, what do you want me to do? He said, smile. I'll show you that you still have a stroke. I said, okay. I smiled and showed all my teeth. And he said, well, you have no strength in your right hand. Your, your body's strength. I said, give me your hand. I'm trying to stand him on his tiptoes. <laughs> but see the word will work if you work the word but you have to build up the word in you it's not just an overnight thing all I do is say this one scripture and, and that's supposed to happen no you got to put word in you it's just like seed you don't plant one seed you plant seed and then you uh, till well, you till the ground first and put it in there and make it ready and then you water it and you watch over it but you don't stay out there all night long and watching your, your thing grow. So what happens is it's God that makes it grow. So all you do is keep planting the seed and watering it. Okay, I'm through. <laughs> <laughs> well, that, that reminded me of like that last question you said about the growing. That reminded me of a, a YouTube video I seen. And the video was only like about two or three minutes long, but it showed uh, the process of, like, somebody planting the seed and watching this flower grow. And uh, at the bottom of the screen, you could see how many days was passing by, and it, like, it looked, took, like, 200 days, you know, for uh-huh. it to actually, like, like to grow into what it was uh, supposed to be. But you could see it, but, like, the video went by so fast, it, like even though it, like, took all these months for it to do it, well, I'm thinking, like, okay, but... The video only showed like 
two minutes, yep. but they know how to do like those those time lapse videos. And a right. lot of times, I guess that's how we want our our lives to be, you know, like those two minute videos instead of like mm-hmm. the like the um, the actual time it takes, you know, for something to, to grow right. or to uh, mature by like med- meditating on a word, like you saying, like the different scriptures you had. I would not die but live and proclaim what the Lord has done. Mm-hmm. And that's in Psalms one eighteen for that person who's wanting to know where it is. So you turn to Psalms one eighteen, you'll find it. Also, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I've seen so much from the supernatural that uh, it was about three, four weeks ago. I was at church, and four people had pain in their body, in their legs and stuff. And I told them to sit down in the chair, and they all did. And I said, "Now watch this," and I just prayed a simple prayer in scriptures. And all four of their legs grow at the same time. So they can't say I was pulling their legs or anything. All of them grow out at the same time. And when they stood up, the pain was gone. Mm. But it's, it's planting scriptures in yourself. And the scriptures got to be in in the mind and in the heart. Like, what, what's one of your uh, best messages from uh, just getting, I know you said, Speaking it, but do you ever like like write down scriptures or like what's the best way to like to keep on like to keep it before you? Because a lot of times like people they read the Bible and like the morning they do like the daily bread or something, and mm-hmm. then they won't do anything else the rest of the day. Yeah, well, one of those things that you know I hear all the time and I teach all the time: keep affirmations around you. But instead of me, like, I was married at one time, and my wife used to carry uh, papers written on her body, quoting scriptures. So that way if she looked in the mirror or was taking off her clothes or something, she would see that affirmation and say it. And that's one of the things that, even though I don't do it, I tell people they should do it. Because my thing about affirmations, I read and study scriptures just about every night. Every night. Mm -hmm. And I don't mean no 15, 20 minutes. I'm talking about hours because the Bible tells us man cannot live by bread alone but by every word. And a lot of times we don't see every word when we uh, don't look at it or listen to it over and over again. To give you an example, you know, uh, in the church, especially the Baptist churches, you know, women wear these big old hats and everything. And that's because, you know, they say that uh, their hair should be covered and that the woman's hair is her glory. But the people that that put that in law and stuff, especially in Pentecostal churches, they never read the last part of it where Paul says, well, our church, we don't have no such customs. (laughs) (laughs) That's why I said we got to read the thing for ourselves. So you got to get an understanding for ourselves in that scriptures. And just like the thing that's getting ready to happen on this earth now, there's a big movement of God. I mean, that's, just because we ain't seen it doesn't mean it ain't happening because miracles are happening around the country, around the world now. But they're little small pockets right this minute. But they're about to be exploded forth. That's why Roe and that Roe Wade thing had to be overturned because there was so much blood sacrifice to a demon named Moloch, Jezebel, Lilith, and uh, Mammon. All those are for the big ones. And they accept blood sacrifice of innocent blood. It gives them strength. How do I know? Because I'm an exorcist. So I know about that. I fight those things all the time. So, And I've had a what they call a tracer. And what he is, he's a person who, when somebody's a witch or a warlock and they want to quit, they get and say, he's the one that's sending the demons out after you. Mm. And he's also a, what they call a vampire. And people think, oh, you mean he's drinking blood? Yeah, he does. But one of the things is that he gets power from those demons. They go out and catch a Christian or somebody who's, that's a Muslim even, who's doing what's wrong, and they know what's right, 
then you die a little bit because it says the wages of sin is death. And so energy comes off of you, and these demons pick up those energy, and they come and put it inside that uh, tracer or warlock or sorcerer or whatever you want to call them. That's why we have to know the scriptures. It's not maybe. We have to know the scriptures. Yes. Yeah, and I, just because, I, you know, like, go ahead, I'm sorry. No, no, I was just about to say, I didn't realize that because that, that's what they did. Mm-hmm. And just like, you know, people say, well, I've been praying for 20 years and I haven't got healed yet. doesn't matter. It says doing all you can to stand, then stand. Never take God out of the equation. You can't force God to do nothing. Sometimes it's called grace anyway, and grace means something you didn't earn, that God did it for you. And since we all was in the rebellion, even though we, well, Adam and Eve is the one, now we all was there. That's another miracle that had to be explained sometimes. But we all was there in Adam and Eve. We all sinned. And God saves us by grace. That means you didn't earn anything. You can't do anything. You can't work anything. He just picks out things that he wants to do. So the main thing is keep jumping up and down in front of God's face and say, Lord, heal me, heal me. And my Hmm. favorite scripture in all the Bible is Psalms 12. And it's not the whole thing. It's the two words that starts off. Lord, help. Hmm. Anything I do, I say, Lord, help. If I'm trying to do something, Lord, help. If i got to answer some questions, Lord, help. That way it takes it completely off of me and puts it back in his hand that he's God or I'm not. And, Dorothy, you had uh, something that Pastor James said earlier, and you had said, actually, you had sent me the same the same text message earlier about that analogy that uh, he said. You know which one I'm talking about? Um, not exactly. About the cow? Oh, yes. Mm-hmm. Yes. And could you, like, kind of uh, explain that one? Okay, when I think about meditating on the Word of God, um, my head goes to nature and animals because that's where I live, you know. So when I think of meditating, I think of the cow with her four stomachs and her yep. chewing on the cud. We all know the cow chews her cud, but why? So that e- each part of that digestive process to each stomach requires a certain amount of mastication, and that's why she chews her cud. And I think we need to do that with the word of God so that it gets down to the different parts of our spirit so that it gets down to the deep, deep parts. Because if we just look at the surface, that's not enough mastication. we got to choose some more, you know, so that it digests more and gets deeper. That's how I think, you know. Yes, that is that is a very, very profound as far as like getting the word really, really deep in, into you instead of like having like a, a service level, level like the parable that Jesus talked about, about people sowing the word, like he was sowing the word and then some fell on a, the hard ground and then some fell on there and then it got taken, it got um, choked, choked away, you know, by the weeds that was around there and the worries of life and all those types of things. So like, the meditation of the Word of God, it had, like uh, Pastor James was saying, he he gets it also deep in, in his work because he said he doesn't spend like uh, like one minute or five minutes or ten minutes, but he's like, his, his, his method is uh, just reading and studying the Word for hours. So every, every day that's what he's doing. Like it's like part of his uh, sacrifice, daily sacrifice to, to the Lord. And some people, their their daily sacrifices is uh, watching uh, uh, too like too much television. <laughs> you know, they will they might just only spend like one minute in the Word of God, but like seven hours um, 
in front of the television. You know, so that's that's why Pastor James he might spend like one hour in front of this TV, but like that seven hours in word of God, but that's how he's able to get more of those results. Yeah, I'm on a radio broadcast right now. Oh, I'm sorry. Um, Did y'all hear me? Hello. Yes, I think I think we got. It was another uh, signal or something going on. But I was just saying, talking about the uh, as far as the time that uh, people spend in the Word of God, compares comparison to uh, television. But it doesn't have to be television. It could be like. Uh, people who, like, spend a lot of time working out physically um, or just like, spend a lot of time working. Like, sometimes people, like, if you have, like, me a couple of jobs and spending a lot of time working, so you uh, sometimes you can, like, neglect, you know, uh, put in a word and you're like, well, I only got enough time to eat or I only got enough time to do this. But like uh, Pastor James was saying earlier that uh, – that the word of God is basically like if we don't eat it, we're gonna we're gonna die. You know, probably not physically, but we could. But spiritually, definitely, you know. And a little bit each time, and that a little bit that we giving away. It's like we the Bible says, "Don't give the enemy a foothold." Well, we giving the enemy a foothold. That's how you was explaining it. How like I guess the spirits, the demons, they come and take that uh, from you. You know, little by little, and they and they use it. The kingdom of darkness, you being able to use it, uh, or whoever it is for the kingdom, kingdom of God, you know, strengthening yourself and strengthening those who are around you. Another another scripture I want to uh, bring is one that um, is uh, Joshua chapter one verse eight. This is I think is it's it's so many good. Good scriptures in there. Pastor James mentioned a lot of them already. First, I mean, I'm sorry. Joshua chapter one verse eight says, "Keep the book of the law always on your lips. Meditate on it day and night, so that you may be careful to do everything written in it. Then you will be prosperous and successful." And that right there is uh, just one of the uh, many, many scriptures about the importance of meditation. And what it can uh, help you accomplish or what it can help you to do, this one says uh, be prosperous and successful. So if you're looking to be successful in your career, successful in your job, well, you, you can also spend not just time studying on how to do your, uh, your position better or, or gaining new skills, but this uh, scripture right here is actually is saying basically that the Word of God can help you do your job more effectively. Um, you know, it can also uh, give you an uh, increase in your finances, like Pastor James was talking about earlier, by meditating on a word and, and open up different opportunities, positions, different paths. We see it many times in, in a book of the Bible. Just look at uh, Joseph. You know, he was he went from uh, well, originally before one of his brothers had placed him in, and uh, sold him to slavery, but he went from basically the bottom all the way to the top of the kingdom. And because he had, he had uh, kept, kept the word, the promises of God, you know, before him. You know, it, it doesn't say that much uh, in Scripture, but I'm sure he kept the promises uh, of God in, in him that he was going to be ruler of, uh, of his brothers, you know, and that eventually happened to where his brothers, when the famine came to the land, um, that his brothers actually had to to come down to uh, where he was, where they had sold him to Egypt. And uh, he was able to uh, help them get the food that they needed and provide many things, after just after, even after the famine. You know, it said Joseph's name was great, and then uh, a lot of people, a lot of the children of Israel, they came up there because of uh, the things that Joseph was going to his relationship with the father and him meditating on that promise and it was just been open up an uh, opportunity for him, but the whole nation of uh, Israel, all, all the, the uh, Hebrew people, but eventually when uh, Joseph was no more, uh, he went on to be with the Father in Heaven, 
It also says that uh, there was a pharaoh who came. He didn't know Joseph, so he didn't. Basically, he he didn't care, and that's when all the bondage and all of that kind of started the oppression of the uh, Jewish people to Egypt. And I guess maybe during that time, I, it wasn't nobody who uh, was too much uh, focused on the promises okay. of God. You know. Oh, can I interrupt you just a second? Oh, yes, 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 yes. Mm-hmm. Okay. One of the things is about with Joseph, he was uh, meditating upon a promise that most people never found out. But it's in Matthew, I mean Matthew, it's in uh, Genesis, the 12th chapter. And that was the promise that God gave to Abraham. And that was, I will bless them that bless you, and I will curse them that curse you. And Abraham is one of the patriarchs, and then it's Isaac, then Jacob. So the promise was for all three of them and their family. So even though Joseph was going through some tough times, he was meditating on that promise that was given to the family, the patriarch, that he said they will, uh, God said that he would bless them that blessed me, he would curse them that cursed me. And the ones that blessed Joseph is how Joseph got rose all the way up to the top. And see, like I said, the Bible always interprets itself. If you remember the scripture you just quoted about Joshua, but if you go to Psalms 1, you'll find that's what's written in Psalms 1. Meditate upon the word day and night, and mm. that you would prosper and stuff. It's, as I say, the Bible interprets itself. You just have to keep looking around. And one of the things is that I found out, you know, when it says day and night, it's not talking about uh, as in the physical day and physical night. It's talking about when you understand and when you don't understand. But how do I know that? Because you've got to go to uh, John I think it's uh, St. John, the first chapter and the first verse. And you get down to that word where it says uh, that darkness was confused. Well, how can darkness be confused? It means you have to be a, a thinking, something that you are thinking that you don't understand. So then when you start looking at what they call, the, you know, Bible school, whether it's it first, first law of preference or whatever it's been used, before, then most of the time that's mm-hmm. what you interpret it, using that all the way through. Sometimes it changed because with Hebrew words, it can be ten words at the same time, but all different words, but meaning the same thing, but a different way. That's why I like the Amplified Bible. <laughs> oh, boy. Yeah. That is good. Okay. Yeah, that uh, scripture, uh, I didn't realize it was also, yes, it's in Psalm chapter 1, verse 2. It says, but mm-hmm. whose delight is in the law of the Lord, and who meditates on his law day and night. Yep. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so, that, yeah, that's another example of it. <laughs> yep. And then there's a part in there that says, uh, the word is nigh unto you. It's it, it closer than you. It's in the breath in your mouth. Well, it's talking about scriptures. It's scriptures, scriptures, scriptures. I'm telling you. But you got to understand it's more than just I'm speaking the scriptures. You got to really believe the scriptures. That's the hard part. If I don't see it happening, I can't believe it. But if I can believe it without seeing it happen, because Jesus said it to when he was talking to Thomas, he says, best, best, blessed are they who have not seen me and yet believed. Uh, yes. So do you do you think that uh, like if someone like like quoted the scriptures over and over again or meditate on it, does that help them to, to grow their belief, or do they have yeah. to do something else? No, because the Bible even interprets that. That's why I said it has everything in it. That faith comes by hearing, and hearing by the word of God. So if God said it, I believe it. That's the bottom line, and that's what they have to do: keep on believing and keep on. Saying it over and over again, but not as in a chant like some of the witches and warlocks do. They they chant things over and over again and expect something to happen. And then the devil will pick it up and say, okay, let's help him out. But that's why you got yeah. to hold on to your integrity. 
Oh, see, I, hmm. I always remember that thing you wrote in your book about looking for that uh, tuna fish. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. And I, yeah, the fish is the same. Is that what the, the, the tuna fish is? Yeah, I, I never realized yeah, that the tuna fish was... Uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I didn't realize. I was like, chicken of the sea, what the heck is that? <laughs> so that, that that's what tuna, tuna is, yeah. That was like I, I learned I learned something that day about the uh the grocery grocery shopping. But I the, the crazy thing is I had seen that seen that can many many times before. I mean I, but I never did get paid attention to the label that was on the front of it. But I knew and like the sardines and all that kind of stuff. The same thing with a lot of people do with the Bible. They never pay attention mm. to every word when the Bible says man has to live by every word that sees out about God. They'll pick up something and then make up their own doctrine. And that's why we have trouble now, all these different doctrines and stuff and all these different religions and everything. If people just learn the basic, do right because it's right to do right. And God will help you with the rest. Yes, Stop he will. The Holy Spirit. Mm-hmm. The Holy Spirit will lead us and help us and guide us and all, mm-hmm. all uh, understand it. Another, another uh, scripture I wanted to read is uh, Proverbs chapter 4, verses 20 and 22. And this is something you had mentioned earlier, too. Um, it says, My son, pay attention to what I say. Turn your ears to my words. Do not let them out of your sight. Keep them within your heart, for they are life to those who find them and help to one's whole body. Um, that's the Proverbs chapter 4, verses uh, 20 yeah. to 22. That's an easy way of just saying, listen, do what's right. I'm giving you the rules because when it says seek ye first the kingdom, actually that means the, uh, the word kingdom means king or rules. Then it says, of God. Well, you find out in John, it says, in the beginning was the Word, and the Word was with God, and the Word was God. So seek the rules of the Word, and the Word will work for you. And all the things you need will be added unto you. That's what's up there. In other words, Gentiles are all trying to, or a person without a covenant with God is trying to figure out how they're going to do this. Instead of letting God say, listen, do what I tell you to do. And it'll come to you, everything you need. He said, you don't see the flowers struggling, trying to learn how to grow and stuff. <laughs> or the birds out there planting a garden. But yet still our Heavenly Father feeds them. Yes, he does. <laughs> Merciful. Merciful. He's the provider. <laughs> yeah. It's one of the things I just got to teaching on earlier, uh, where it says, uh, it says, for he is good and his mercy endures forever. And I tell people, go back to Romans, where it says there's no more condemnation of those that are in Christ Jesus. In other words, stop beating yourself up. I, I, I got this same habit. I've been trying to break it for years. So just keep on going. You got another day. <laughs> Maybe another day after that. Who knows? But don't give up. It's it's the the race is not given to the swift or the strong, but he who endures to the end. So the main thing is keep on going. Don't give up, because the winner never quits and a quitter never wins, and you'll cross mm-hmm. the line, the finish line. So yeah, I know a lot of people that have habits that they have not been able to break. But it's all I keep saying, put more scriptures in you. Put more scriptures. But it ain't working for me. You already got one scripture you're using against yourself saying it ain't working. <laughs> okay, now I don't tell nobody to lie or anything. Like, I pray for people and I said, where's your pain? Well, I don't have no pain. I'm walking by faith. No, that ain't what I asked you. I asked, where's your pain? And 90% of the people will tell you, They've been healed. Every once in a while, somebody, they say, well, the Lord didn't heal me yet. Well, let's see. Let me go back and pray a second time. Jesus prayed a second time. And then if it doesn't happen, then I get to think, it must be a legal right. Because a lot of people, 
They don't believe in demons. Demons are real, and they are they're like being in a courtroom, like being in Perry Mason and Hamilton Berger. <laughs> Hamilton is the <laughs> prosecutor, and that's the devil. He's the prosecutor. And if he has a legal right, then he wins the case. If he doesn't, if he doesn't have a legal right, then God wins the case. And sometimes God has to step step past the legal right a little bit, not all the time now, and give you what they call grace. You know you deserve the punishment. But God said, okay, I'm going to give this person another chance. Let's give him some grace. And it's nothing that the person earned or did or how much he prayed or how much he didn't pray or anything like that. That's why, as I say, my prayer is very simple. Lord, help And I learned that from another saint where she used to come to church and say, help us today, Lord, help us today. I didn't understand the thing. I just heard her saying it, and that was all it was. But I mean, well, after you get past 40 years in the ministry, you should have learned something. <laughs> and I learned. Oh, Lord, that's the Psalms 12 you said, right? Psalms 12. Uh-huh, Psalms 12, first verse. It's just the two words I use. I don't use the whole thing. I guess that's also why it says in Ephesians, Ephesians chapter six is talking about putting on the whole armor of God and and having having a word, you know, the sword of the spirit, the word, that, and how I guess we don't realize it. Like we got this sword, and of course the shield, the shield of faith, and all of those those things. But if mm-hmm. we're actually fighting, like you said, demons. Demons are real, you know. People just think we're putting on on a suit for nothing or just to look good or something. I don't. know. I don't know the Paul says, but like it's actually demons out there that want to destroy people. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and they they putting traps up and everything. And one of the things about the sword of the spirit, it's written in there, also in the book of uh, one forty nine in Psalms, where he gives us a two edged sword. Uh, there's a reason for everything in the Bible. Everything has a reason. It has a purpose. And you have to have the Bible to interpret itself. You can't do it by trying to figure it out. Uh, that that I guess that's the the, the uh, important thing that I, I was trying to uh, get across with this uh, teaching is is that during these times, especially, I mean, I guess during any time you, you were. They, they could have been back in the 1500s, you know. The word of God is always true and faithful, but we needed we needed to survive. You know, we yeah. can't live without it, and especially during these times, you know, we have to we have to stay meditate on it because it's so so easy to be uh, distracted by every single thing that's going on um, in the world today. So so. I see so many people fall into so many pits or traps, and like you're saying, uh, even if you fall into something or whatever, that we need to get up. But a lot of people that get, yes, they quit. You know, I hear. Don't want to. I've got a word. Try no more or whatever. I have a word that I use, and it's called MD. Well, you know, like medical doctor. Mm-hmm. But what it means, instead of MD as a medical doctor, it means uh, misdirection and distraction. And that's what goes through all our life. These are two demons, misdirection and distraction. That's why I say MD. And you'll find out every time mm. you get ready to do something, all of a sudden one of those two will come up. Somebody will call you, and you're in the middle of writing your book or in the middle of doing something important. They'll call. Distraction, misdirection, MD. Sometimes I guess it can seem like a good thing. Now, did you helping somebody out or doing something? But is it, or is it, or sometimes it's obviously a bad thing, I guess. Mm-hmm. That's why you have to watch and see. Is it MD? Because I've been in the middle of service, and somebody called me on the phone and said, "Uh, I can tell you who it was. My daughter, Dad. What was that you told me I need to buy for food? Oh. <laughs> daughter, I'm in the middle of preaching." <laughs> <laughs> oh, I forgot, Daddy. Uh, 
Uh, Dorothy, would you about to say something? But I heard Dorothy. No, I was just chuckling at the how kids are. <laughs> you know, that is so like kids to do that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. I wonder if uh, we. I'm pretty sure that we do that to God in some way. I don't know. <laughs> yep. Know, asking them something, you know, so if you're doing something else. <laughs> or we know, and we know what we're supposed to be doing here. Yeah. Um, well, uh, Pastor James, I, I wanted to give you a chance um, if you wanted to want to say anything or uh, to give before we uh, close this evening or if he gave you any uh like prophetic words to say with the people, say with people that's listening, or any prayer, or, or the Holy Spirit spoke to you about anything in particular? Yes, I have. No, I never said no, but you're right. I have this one word that God gave me. It's an affirmation, or what's not aff- It's an affirmation, but it's also uh, when you use letters to uh, for something. The word is Sarah. Acronym. 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 Yeah. Yeah. Sarah is the word, and it stands for, this is what God gave me, and I use this. Sarah starts with an S, it's sincerity. The next part is A, which means aware. The third one is righteousness. The next letter is admit. And the last word is humility. Now I'll explain it to you. First is S. Sincerity. You got to be sincere with God. Don't try to try to butter God up, try to make deals with God or anything. Just be truthful about everything with God. Second is aware. Aware there's only one God. There's no hundred thousand gods out here. There's only one. He's the Most High. And so, if anything good happened to you, He allowed it. If anything bad happened to you, He allowed it. The devil can't do anything without permission. Then righteousness. Righteousness just means one thing. Do what's right. And why bother your mind trying to figure out what I can do good and all that? Just do what's right. You see somebody is hungry and you have a, a, a two hamburgers, give the person one. And then the other one that's the hardest one people can that has trouble with, and that's admit. Admit you are selfish, but you're not going to stay mm-hmm. that way. That's the hardest one. People are selfish. They don't want to admit it, and most of them don't want to change. It's all about me. It's all about me, my ego, my ego, my ego. But that's the hardest one is admit you are selfish and not going to stay that way. And then the last one is humility. Walk humble with our God. Study the word day and night means when I understand and when I don't understand. Now, you ain't got studied no eight or nine hours like I do because at first I was barely studying 15 minutes. Then all of a sudden, after years of being at 15, 20 minutes, God increased it. It was nothing I did, nothing that I deserved, nothing that I, I did for God to have favor for me to do that. But that was the thing. Walk humble so that you can receive the blessing of Abraham. In other words, people will bless you because they'll get blessed. And if they curse you, they're going to get cursed. And it's not you doing it. It's what God says. I am the avenger. So that's all I have to say. Amen. And that's that's fair, the acronym is fair. Uh-huh. Um, well, I guess I'll, I will uh, close, close out in the uh, prayer. And uh, 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 Pastor James, would you would you be available? Well, I, I can ask you later. I mean, you don't have such you. Okay. But um, now let me close out a prayer. Uh, Father, we thank we thank you for uh, this study, this teaching. Um, thank you for uh, Dorothy and Pastor James, Father Lord, and their insight and wisdom. 
giving us uh, scriptures, Father Lord, and uh, analogies and acronyms, Father, that help us understand better what your word is saying and how we should compare the word, Father, with itself, because it teaches, teaches the word teaches on itself to us, Father. Help us to pay attention to those things and those details, Father Lord, and and all all the tips, Father Lord, that that one of those tips, Father Lord, or whichever one a person needs, Father Lord, to um to get through the day, like whether they're looking for uh, success in their careers, heal, healing in their bodies, Father, um, let them get a promise from the the word and stand on it. Whether they need to write it on some some sticky notes or just say it over and over again, make a song out of it, or whatever it is. And uh, let the Holy Spirit remind them and let them not turn, turn away Father Lord, from, your, from your word, O oh God, Lord. And even if they mess up or they forget, Father Lord, or fall into some type of sin, Father, that they won't quit, Father Lord, because you, you have not quit on us, Father. Help us uh, to draw near to you, Father, with all our hearts, minds, and souls. And we thank you, Father, for strengthening us, encouraging us, providing for us. Leading us, guiding us, and directing us, Father Lord, and we thank you for the hope of your Son Jesus Christ, Father Lord, and we don't have to be worried, we don't have to be afraid. If we uh, continue to let our, our focus um, be on you and your words, I thank you for all these things in your Son Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Um, Amen. Right, brother. Well, give me. Brother and sister, y'all can always call me. And if I ain't busy, I will answer. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> right. I have a blessed day, and I'll talk to y'all later. All right. God bless. Father bless, Pastor James. And I wish a good evening to everyone out there. And by good, I mean blessed. Uh, remember the power of the spoken blessing. And good night. Uh, good night. Are we done? Tonight? Yes, yes, yes. Good night. <laughs>